0: You are listening to Agent Court Church's audio podcast. For more information on Agent Court Church, including service times, how to connect, and campus locations, please visit our website at onechurch.to. Have you made the adjustment yet? (laughs) Worshiping Jesus with whatever we have and teaching our children to do it, and then what's this world coming (laughs) to? Well, the disciples came to Jesus one day, and that was the hot question, you know, how dark is it going to get in the world? How bad is it going to get? In the last days, uh, what's the world going to look like? You know, we have our children with us today, and I'm going to get them to help me out in just a few moments, so I'll be listening, children. But I, I need to sort of help us see how Jesus answered that question. In Matthew 24, he said, This is how dark the world is going to get. Number one. He said there's going to be lots of international conflicts. How many have ever wondered, will there ever be a day where there aren't any wars in the world? Well, Jesus said that in the last days there will be nation rising against nation. There will be wars and rumors of wars. Secondly, he said there'll be intense spiritual confusion. Very convincing but deceptive leaders will lead people astray spiritually. Lots of spiritual deception. Uh, He said in the climate, the natural disasters will become more extreme disasters. And fourth, he said the increase of evil. You know, wickedness, hatred, greed, corruption, perversion. All will increase in the last days. Now, Matthew 24 can be very (laughs) discouraging reading, uh, but right when you're about to say, okay, last people on the planet, turn out the lights, when you're just about to say, you you, you see Jesus saying, he weaves it in, Matthew 24, verse 13, he's basically saying the lights are going to stay on, folk. He says, he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And he makes it clear, I will be with you until the end of the age. Verse 14, this good news, the gospel, the good news will be preached to the very ends of the earth before the end Come. So how many know good news is going to keep advancing even till the end of the age? And then verse 30, he says, at that time, here's how it's going to end. In the darkest of times, the Son of Man will appear with power and great glory. And how many know it doesn't get any brighter than that? than Jesus appearing with justice and righteousness and, and reigning forever and ever. It doesn't get any brighter than that. And that's exactly what we have seen in this series for when the world goes off course. How many are thankful? When the world seems off course, God has his partners in place, right? Huh? And then you can count on the devil to always overplay his hand. You can count on God to keep his promises. And then today... There's light in the darkness. Now, I was, um, you know that cottage I tell you about east of Perry Sound that I hope to have finished before Jesus returns? <laughs> well, I, uh, I was up there a number of years ago working on it alone and uh, some wonderful neighbors up the dirt road said, ''Why don't you come? We'll make dinner. Join us for dinner.'' And so I did, and uh, I was very thankful that someone else was cooking for me that night and uh, walked down the road, it's a dirt road, about a five or six minute walk to get to their place, and uh, there are potholes, there are rocks, but I could just see them and I avoided them. We had a wonderful dinner together, and we laughed, uh, great conversation, great food, and then when I headed out to go home, it was dark out. They said, did you bring a flashlight? I said, no, I I know the way. Well, do you want us to drive you home? Oh, no, 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 I'll, I'll be fine. Have you ever been out in the country, away from the city, no lights, it's cloudy out, you don't even have the help of the moon and the stars? It's just pitch black darkness. No, 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 I'll be fine. I know my way home. I didn't even make, out of, make it out of their driveway before I was off-roading. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going down. Oh, boy, not going over there. I was stubbing my toe on the rocks. I was getting jarred into those potholes. Uh, it wasn't the finest walk I've ever had in my life. you know what I'm saying? And, and I thought of it when I read Jesus' words this past week, getting them teaching ready for you. It says, Jesus said, But if anyone walks at night, he will stumble. Because he is not in the light. So anyway, it was, it was not one of my finest uh, walks that I've had. Two months ago, I was walking down that same dirt road, same pothole, same rocks to stub my toe against. And I had my little grandson with me. It was just as dark out. I did not stumble. We walked together with confidence. Do you know what the difference was? I know the children, you have children within service, you can do all kinds of stuff. Anyway, I had, you know those nerdy things people put on their foreheads and walk with? Anyway, we, we, we each had these. And so we were walking in the? Yeah, yeah. Good. It's exactly what we're going to talk about today. But what does that mean? Walk in the? light like it's so theoretical it sounds nice and general ethereal it's just what does that mean well when you look in the bible watch how it describes walking in the light first of all it means this it means shaking off confusion and walking in clarity that's what it means jesus said whoever walks in the dark does not know where they're going by the way is there anyone in the room here today that knows where this world is going Five years from now, what's the United States, what's Russia, what's Korea, you know, what, what, what's the Middle East, what is it going to look like down the road? I wonder how many, how many of you would say, well, I know what it'll look like two years down the road. How many say, I know what it'll look like one year down the road? Nobody? Nobody. I mean, we just don't know. I mean, when you factor in and combine together uh, Russia's truthfulness, China's agenda, the EU's outcome, the Middle East's volatility, North Korea's nuclear finale, and the United States president's tweets. When you factor all of those in together, you know, what is the future going to look like? Uh, it just seems so confusing. Now, Pastor Jonathan helped us last week understand that there, before Jesus was born in the manger, there were 400 silent years where there was no... Revelation from God, no prophecy. But if you go back to 400 years before those 400 silent years, those prophets were just depicting darkness. And you ever read Jeremiah? You know, and and Isaiah, and they're, they're talking about that. But every once in a while, there's this burst of light in the midst of a sort of dark time talk philosophy and they would just suddenly burst into this wonderful and welcome light and they would say but the messiah is coming and he will be born in bethlehem he'll be born of a virgin He'll come from the tribe of Judah. He'll come from the family line of David. It just got so specific with prophecies. of, And then Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus is born in Bethlehem, says, those who walk in darkness will see a great light. And then Jesus Christ arrived on the planet and said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And, and, and the light began to shine. And Jesus said, even because he's here and because of where we're going to go to be with him in heaven someday he said in that interim time in the worst days and the last days when there's that international conflict happening spiritual confusion climate disasters and increased evil you know what he said to do? when these things begin to take place I love this translation it says straighten up raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near That's where the focus needs to be for the people who know it's not all confusing. Is is this not all? However dark it gets in our lifetime, Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You can take this good news to the very darkest corners of the earth and I will be with you to the ends of the earth. I'll be with you. So the future's not random. It's not all that unpredictable or confusing. It cannot be hijacked by any world leader any nuclear destruction, or any natural disaster. What's going to happen in the long-term future is this. It could happen at any time where Jesus said, I am coming to take you to be with me in my Father's house, and so shall we forever be with the Lord. We don't need to be confused about that part of it. We can walk into the future. You see, we don't know. There's a lot of darkness in our world. and Let's be lights. Let's be, let's be salt. As long as we are here... But we don't walk in confusion, folk. You see, our message as the followers of Jesus is not, what's this world coming to? Our message is, he who is coming to this world. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) He who is coming to this world. We we know where this world is headed. Now, uh, so we're gonna shake off confusion and walk in clarity. Now, children, I told you I'm gonna need your help. Can you take those shakers? They told me this past week in planning meeting, that we're going to have children with us and they're going to have shakers. Could I get them to help me? And I thought, I sure can. Children, are you ready? No, no, don't, don't use those shakers yet. Watch this, kids. Watch. This. I need you to help me five times today. Kids. Oh, that's the parents, isn't it? Anyway, okay, watch this. We're going to say this together once, aloud together. And the second time we say it kids, you help us shake off the confusion, okay? You shake those little suckers. All right? Let's say it aloud together. Shake off confusion and walk in clarity. Okay, kids start shaking. Shake off confusion and walk in. All right. So sort of, sort of shout and shake this morning. All right? Secondly, what does it mean to walk in the light? It means to shake off fear and walk in confidence. How many children get scared in the dark? How many adults get scared in the dark? (laughs) I mean, it's just, the future's like that, isn't it? It's a scary place to go. What's going to be out there when we get there? And it's not just because of the direction of governments and conflicts in the nations and climate disasters and nuclear threats. It's also, what about jobs for the next generation? The future of the economy and healthcare, and what about relationships? Some of you are facing stuff there. You just do not know what it's going to look like. Well, let's check out why we can shake off those fears. Look in the Proverbs, chapter 4. Now, the way, the path of the road of the righteous, that doesn't mean people that are, have it all together. That means they're on the right road. They're following Jesus. How many are thankful it's his righteousness? And so, even in the Old Testament book of Proverbs... The righteousness would mean I'm walking in the right direction with God. All right? The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. Any of you ever up that early? The first gleam of dawn which shines ever brighter... Until the full light of day, so it starts here, it gets brighter and brighter, until the full light of day. Remember the writer of Philippians, the Apostle Paul? He said, "He who has begun a good work in you is going to carry it through to completion until the day of Jesus Christ." I wonder how many in this room you, you gave your life to Jesus during our wonderful alpha. Um, course that we ran or, or in one of our services you prayed with Pastor Jonathan or you, you, you remember when you first gave your life to Christ it was like the first gleam you thought, oh that's why Jesus died to forgive me I can have cleansing that's why he rose from the dead I, I can have eternal life and, and the light comes on it's like that first gleam of dawn the scripture is saying both Old and New Testaments it's going to get ever brighter until the day that we see Jesus Christ it just gets brighter and brighter until that day. Now, you say, well, what about the times, though, Pastor Keith, like last Monday morning in Toronto? Do you remember last Monday morning? Remember visibility was poor because it was so foggy out? <laughs> and you want to see where you're going, but it's just so, it's, it's like it's dark. It's like it's dark. And it's like that for every Christian. Because we don't walk by sight, we walk by Faith, And so, you, you do have to just sort of take some steps forward with what you can see. Because I know a lot of people, they'll say, well, pastor, I'm just waiting until I can see the light. Just lighting up the pathway before me. I want to know what the will of God is for my entire life. And then I'll follow it. Not going to happen, girlfriend. I mean, it's just not going to... Boyfriend, it's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. You, you take the first steps. Look at Philippians, how it explains this to us. It says... I pre- Paul is talking. The Apostle Paul. He says, "I press on toward the goal." He says, "I'm I, I, the path's getting brighter. I'm headed towards the day of Jesus Christ to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus." So there's where he's going. He says, "All of us then who are mature should take such a view." You know, if you if, you, if you're going to mature, you have to grow. You have to take steps forward. There's growth happening, but. There's those dark times where we think differently. We just don't know. We're confused. If on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. But here's the condition. He'll make it clear to you. Say it aloud together with me. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. How many know, how many know of at least one thing that God has made clear to you you haven't done yet? <laughs> Every one of us. There's room to grow. We know some steps that we can take. And do you know what the good news is? Watch this. When you take those steps forward, God's going to show you more. He's going to live up to what you have already attained, and then God will make how much clear to you? More clear to you. See, last night when I left our Saturday night service, it was very dark out. When I pulled my vehicle out of the Agent Court Church parking lot, I could have looked down south on Kennedy, where I was going, and I could say, oh my goodness, it's so dark down there, I'm not going. I'm not going down there. What if there's an obstacle? I I want to know that things are clear all the way home before I leave the church parking lot. How many know I would have spent the night sleeping in the church parking lot? And I didn't. Because I, when what happened was when I turned down the road and the headlights shone down the road. When I got further down the road, what seemed scary before and unknown and uncertain suddenly was un, under the light. Right. And then I went further down the road and I could see more. Listen, if you are here today as a young person or young adult and you say the job thing in this robotic workforce of the future is looking a little bit scary for me, I want to encourage you. You get the best education you can. You, you understand how God has gifted you in your life and you go ahead and you take those first steps with confidence because God, not your employer, your God is your provider. You trust him with your future. If you are here and you're just wondering about the will of God and how it's going to work in your life. Listen, take some steps forward. God cannot steer you if you are not moving. He he, he needs you moving forward. And, And watch this now. Be faithful in the little things. Just do the little things, right? Take those little steps and God will make more clear to you. If you're in an emotional state where you're saying, you know, I I need help, but I don't know. Listen, I encourage you, dear one, just take the first steps, Just start moving, put yourself out there enough for someone to hear your voice and provide you the help and clarity that you need going forward. If something in the new year scares you, you shake off that fear. Matter of fact, King David, watch this. He looked out his palace window one day and he saw armies coming against him to destroy him and his city. He saw armies wanting to besiege him as it's translated from the Hebrew. What did he say? My heart will not fear. It's what he said, Psalm 27.1. That's the second line. What was his first line? It tells us why his heart was not in fear. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Do you see that? See, when we have him, he, he's, it's not dark. The future's not dark to him, right? We get out there and the light shines. Our God is with us. I, I love the um, poem that um, King George VI uh, spoke in his Christmas address as the nation was sort of, uh, you know, World War II was imminent. Here, here's the poem, part of it. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied... Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. Oh, dear one, have confidence when you put your hand in the Lord. How many know He is your light? He is your salvation. He is your future. So, children, I'm going to need your help because, listen, children in the room, how how many children get scared sometimes? You see something going on with mommy or daddy or... Or at school, maybe, or with your friends. And sometimes you go to bed and you just feel a little bit scared. I want you children just to know that you have Jesus with you. And you don't have to wait till you're older before you pray. You can say, just say, Jesus, I'm scared. Be, but I know I don't have to be scared. You're with me right now. You know? So you shake off that fear and walk in confidence. Okay, children, are you ready to shake? You shake, and the rest of us say this out real loud together. Shake off fear and walk in. Amen. Amen. All right. What else does it mean to walk in the light? It means to shake off hate and walk with clean-heartedness. Walk with a clean heart. Oh, it's amazing how powerful it is to have A clean heart before God. It means constant cleansing, of course. But the Apostle John says something rather sobering. Let's look at the verses. He says this. Anyone who claims to be in the light but... But what? Hates a brother or sister. They're still in the dark. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light. And there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because darkness has blinded them. Do you know, I saw that happen. I was thinking about it, this verse. And I remembered when we um, built this brand new church facility while I was pastoring in Edmonton, Alberta. And it was we, we built the church right, building right in a residential community, and so we felt when we were dedicated the building. We had this big open house for the community because we felt, you know, these uh, residents of the area had put up with the inconvenience and the noise of our construction of the church building. Let's thank them. Let's open up. And it was our great time. People from the community, our kids gave out the invitations and people came in and got to know the church. Great conversations, except for one guy, one elderly man. He came in, and I remember one of my elders, Ray Newman, said, Pastor, Pastor, see that guy down there? He just, he, he showed me walking way down the street. He said, he just was in here, and he tore a stripe off me. He bad the youth and the children. He said, what's the church doing in blah, blinkity-blank-blank? Anyway, so anyway, he just said, he says, now watch, watch, watch. He says, but I, want, I know where he lives. I know where he lives. He just walked right by his house. The guy was literally trembling with anger and hatred. That's exactly what hatred will do to you if you let it in your heart. You will walk by the very things that should be your own. The potential that you'd have in your life, the people that could be in your life. If you have hatred in your heart, that will transfer over into relationships and perspectives that will mess up a whole lot of your future. When you walk in the darkness and you, you hate someone. So what do we do? I think Martin Luther King Jr. nailed it. He said this. Darkness cannot be driven out by darkness. Only light can do that. Hatred cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So true. If I respond to someone who hates me by hating them back, I have double the hatred. So... In order for that to not happen, I need to respond with something more powerful than hatred. What is more powerful than hatred? Love. Love. I love the scripture that says it this way. Overcome evil. With more evil? No. Overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. Someone wrote recently, love is bigger than anything in its way. How many have a, a family reunion in your calendar this Christmas and you're dreading going to it? Not because of most of the people there, but because of maybe somebody that's there. And they've hurt you in the past, and you know they're looking to hurt you again. And you are dreading going to it. You know, just, they're just trying to, and they're just going to make, make it miserable for you. I just want to encourage you, listen, to have your own heart clean towards that person don't you dare take on their baggage leave it with them leave it if they're gonna hate you just let them do their hating but you how many know God's been good to you you just receive the love of God you walk into that family reunion with a whole lot of confidence with a clean heart and you brighten up that room and every conversation that you happen to be a part of don't let them determine what kind of Christmas you're gonna have amen you walk in there with a clean heart. There's just something about a clean heart. John says it this way. He says, if we walk in the light, as Jesus is in the light, we have that kind of fellowship with one another. And what happens? Constant. Just like the blood that runs through your human body, constantly taking away contaminants, he says, the blood of Jesus, his son, will cleanse away, purify all of your sin. Isn't that great? And so, so children, I'm going to need your help here because... Um, We need to know what it is to shake off hate and walk with clean-heartedness. Let's say it together first. Shake off and walk with? All right. Children, ready to shake? Let's shake off that hate real good, okay? All of it, okay? Shake it off. Shake off and walk with? All right. That's good. All right. Okay. Put them away now. You know, I got a little worried when they said, I said, well, how old are the kids going to be? And they said, well, from three years up to 11 or 12, and I thought of my grandson, Reuben. Anyway, so I thought, parents, (laughs) you're in charge of your kids right now. All right, so far, we've seen walking in the light means walking with what? Clarity, confidence, clean-heartedness. How many think the next one has to start with C? It does, clout. You say, where do you see that in the Bible? I'm about to show you. (laughs) Shake off selfishness and walk with clout. I looked it up in the dictionary. Clout means influence, power, impact, and authority. So when you walk in the light, you walk with impact. You walk with? Go ahead, say it. Clout. Yeah. Where do I see it in the Bible? Jesus' words. Matthew 5. I'm glad you asked. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill has clout. No, sorry. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. It has impact. It has influence. Then it gets personal. He says, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Do you know what Luke adds here? He hears Jesus tell the story one time. And Jesus says, you don't light a lamp and put it under your bed. I was thinking they have, you know, burning flame lamps. Of course you don't do that. It's a fire hazard. Anyway. Anyway. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. You don't hide it. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So you put your lamp where it has the most clout. No? Where it has the most impact. Where it can help out everybody in the house. All right? So, shake off selfishness. And walk with clout. Do you know that our church family, Pastor Dale and Jonathan and I were celebrating it this past week. Do you know because of your... your remember the, the uh, Global Focus Weekends? We are we raising $180,000 for all of these projects all over the world. Do you know what? We're only $10,000 away from covering all of those projects. Isn't that wonderful? you know what that means? That means there's going to be lights on in Russia in that drug rehab program with Teen Challenge there. It means there's going to be lights on in orphanages in Africa where kids are going to get an education and food to eat that never would have had it. There's going to be medical help. There's going to be people hearing about Jesus and the plan that he has for their lives all over the world. Isn't that great? I thought it was pretty good. Anyway, (laughs) it is. Yeah, good. And you didn't even use your shaker. That's pretty good. All right. In your workplace or where you study, do you know that they're blessed to have you? If you are letting your light shine because Jesus lives in you, wherever you work, wherever you study, whatever class or program you are in, they are blessed to have you. Because there's someone there that's not perfect, but they're, they're more and more trustworthy. They'll pray for them. They'll care for them. They'll, they'll even talk to them about, you know, the spiritual way forward. They'll witness to them. They are blessed to have you. Now, don't any one of you go and make an appointment with a boss this week and ask for a raise, And you're blessed to have me. No, we're not, we're not talking about that. And children, do you know what? When you, when you could be selfish or hate, and you shake that off, you say, you know what, I'm going to do what Jesus wants me to do here. You're letting your light shine. You're letting your light shine for Jesus. And you're lighting up the world for, for people who are around you. I know how every child can have a better Christmas. Every one of you children, listen to me, know a, you know how you can have a better Christmas? Don't just say, what am I going to get for Christmas? What about what you're going to give to someone else? What about being good when you didn't get enough of sleep and you're really crabby, you know? <laughs> what, what, about, what about thinking of your brother and sister? Every one of us can have a better Christmas when it becomes not about self but becomes about others. Putting our light where it has maximum impact this Christmas. All right. So, we need to, I need your help, children. We need to shake off selfishness and walk with clout. Are you ready? Say it with me. Shake off and walk with clout. All right. We're going to say it again. Children, really help. Let's shake off that selfishness real good. All right. I'm all shook up. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Shake off selfishness and walk with All right. Good. All right. Put that away. One more time, in a moment. Get this, shake, what does it mean to walk in the light? What about shaking off blindfolds and walking to completion? Jesus said, light has come into the world, but. People, get your mind around this, people love darkness instead of light. Can you believe that Jesus comes with his forgiveness, his love, showing us how we can live in relationship with each other, showing us the bright future we can have in heaven? And some people say, not going to happen, not for me. I love darkness more than light. Isn't that something? I love greed. I love corruption. I love selfishness. I love me more than I love light. Their deeds were evil. Now, why would they be like that? Well, Jesus explains. Everyone who does evil hates the light. They literally... Have you ever wondered about... You know, some people make themselves unlikable. But you can be the most lovable person. But if you live for Jesus, sometimes that will shine light on someone else's, you know, decisions and selfishness. Or greed or hatred. And they won't like that. And, 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 And there are people out there, Jesus says who actually love darkness, they will not come into the light. Why? Because it's, it's sort of like what we're hearing in the news recently with a, a lot of these women coming forward with what, how they've been abused and mistreated. It's coming out into the light. Their deeds are being exposed. And, and so, so people love, no, let's keep it hidden away. Let's keep it hidden away. Oh, no. That, that, that's, that's, that's like leaving blindfolds on. If we're going to walk to completion, because you see, people who say, I love darkness... Jesus, I see your light. I see opportunities to change, to, to I see you revealed in creation, whatever, and they don't respond to any light that they are given. I am going to live for me and take as many down with me as I can. I'm going to be as corrupt, greedy, and selfish as I can. It's interesting when Jesus talks about utter darkness. Well, listen, God's not going to force his love or heaven on people that have insisted on not wanting anything to do with it, on wanting to walk into darkness and at the end of their life. They walk into utter darkness. God's just giving them exactly what they have insisted on all of their lives. Despite every opportunity to turn to the light. How different it is for the followers of Jesus. What did Peter say? He who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. As long as you're on the planet, Paul says, shine as stars in the universe. And so that's the last time, children... We're going to give you the opportunity because the God who's begun a good work on us wants it carried through to completion, the full light of day, when we are with Jesus. All right? So let's shake off the blindfolds and let's get there in heaven with Jesus someday. All right? You ready? Say it together with me. Shake off. And walk to. All right, let's really get all shook up now. Here we go. Shake off. And walk to completion. All right, all right, let's put those shakers away because i got something to say before we pray. Before we pray, how many have ever heard people say, well, you know, life is this battle between good and evil. Light versus darkness. You never know which one's going to win. Maybe at the end of time, darkness will win. Maybe evil will win. And some say, oh, no, maybe love will win. And it's, it's as if it's an uncertain, confusing unpredictable future that is ahead. So I thought I would illustrate something here that helps us understand the difference between light and darkness. First of all, let's illustrate darkness. This is what the world would be like in the future with just hatred, selfishness, lust, greed, violence. This is what the future would be like for the human race. But then Jesus was born that first Christmas. He came and he said, I am the light of the world. And those who walked in darkness suddenly could begin to walk in the light. Walk in the light. Now, to continue this illustration, I want your help, Jeff. You've done such a great job so far. Could you please flip the switch and turn on the darkness for me? Jeff? Darkness, flip the switch. Of course, Jeff can't do that. Nobody can do that. How many understand darkness is not equal to light? What's this? Darkness is just simply the absence of. Yeah, you can't turn on darkness. There's no power of itself. It's with such good reason that Jesus said, my presence is bringing light into this world. A light that can never go out. I love the way that the Apostle John says it. He says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never, never extinguish it. Never think of darkness As having the same power as light. Darkness is just the absence of light. Light is all powerful over darkness. How many are thankful that light will always rule darkness? And that helps us understand because we're people of the light. We follow the light of the world and we are to reflect him and be the light of the world. That means even death cannot extinguish our light. It's not all over when a follower of Jesus dies. You cannot extinguish our light. When we die, it's like putting out the flashlight because we're under the blazing sun of the full light of day. (laughs) I love the way the last book of the Bible says that, you know, because how many know darkness has an expiry date. Darkness is doomed. Darkness has a short shelf life, but the followers of Jesus, here's what it says about their future. We are destined for the city that does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for where's the light going to come from? The glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb of God, His name is Jesus, who cleanses away our sin. He is our lamp forever and forever in heaven. Isn't that great? He is the light. Forever. Also, oh, listen, listen, the future could not be brighter than that. The future can't be bright. So, however dark it gets in this world that seems to be off course, or however dark it gets in your own personal world, listen to me, dear one. Be encouraged. Lift up your head. You have the light of Jesus in you, and there is no darkness in past, present, or future, that it can extinguish the light that you have in Jesus. Get out there and let your light shine for him until you're with him in the full light of day. Amen? Let's pray about this together. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for not leaving us in darkness. Thank you that first Christmas. As promised, you became the light of the world. And you're showing us the way home to the full light of day. We face the future with confidence. Even our children, Lord. I pray with our children right now in this room. I pray that they would just say, Jesus, I don't understand everything about you, but I know that, I know that my parents bring me to church because they, they want me to know that, Jesus, you want to help me in my life. You want to light up the future for me. So I'm going to follow you, Jesus, all the days of my life. And Lord, I pray for those in the room that are going through dark times of difficulty. You're God with us and Your God for us. I pray for those that are making decisions. I pray that your word, the, the Bible truths would be, like you say, the, your word, Lord, is a, a lamp onto my feet, a light onto my path. Light up the pathway, Lord. Oh, as we go into Christmas and the new year, we proceed with confidence because, Lord, you are with us and you're for us. What can separate us from the love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus? Amen and amen. Make sure you don't miss a message by subscribing to this podcast. All creative content and production for this podcast is provided by the One Church Creative Team.